Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. You know, I got to get to change that promo, except every time that says David Cooks, he pays me 20 bucks. <laughs> so, Cooks, you owe me a lot of money. You know, we missed you, and he, uh, he's he been out with some illnesses. He's getting better, and uh, had we only got a couple weeks left, so he's not going to make it at all this year, but he'll be, I'm pretty sure he'll be back next year. And... Uh, yeah, I know he listens all the time, so I I miss having Ian coach, and this show would have been unbelievable because your takes on some of this stuff, well, I, I would have liked to know. Our next guest, head basketball coach at New Berlin Eisenhower, I called Scott Wood. I said, hey, can we get you on the phone? Or He said, where are you guys at? I go, 118th and Grange. He goes, no, I'll walk there. Like, I'm going to walk <laughs> there. I'm right there. I said, come on in, man. That would be awesome. Hey, Coach, uh, kind of like we, we talked to with Andy Cerrone and Brian Hendricks from DSHA and now Jerry Pettigrew, I'm sorry for you, your staff, your players, your, your school, your community. This has been a difficult thing. I think the smartest thing anybody has said on the show so far was, was Drew Collins, who's sitting on the couch right now, senior at Madison Memorial. He said, look, we lost. I had closure. I, I don't think I'd want to be one of these other teams. You guys, how do you get closure on this? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I can tell you from my perspective, the in in the twelve to twenty four hours after we found out, it felt like a season ending loss um, in in many respects. And then I think as time went on, we got to appreciate a little bit more that we did get to end our season on a win, and we at least have that that uh, idea of what might have been. I think with the you know you do get the closure with the season ending loss, but you do get the pain and the heartbreak and everything that comes with it. Um, I feel the worst for our seniors just because they're never going to have a chance to, to play that out and see what might have been. Um, you know, had we been able to make it to the state tournament, we surely would have been up against somebody like a Nicolay or um, Lacrosse Central that would have been a David and Goliath type of story. But we would have loved to play David uh, in, that, yeah. in that scene. I mean, you want to take a look, if you're going to take a shot, let's take a shot. I mean, right. that's, and you had told me, you said, look, I don't know if you know this, but we, we were, you know, we averaged a lot of points this year. We kind of flew under the radar screen. And when we came out and we kind of didn't take the, everybody's first shot, we, we, we connected first. I mean, we went after teams, and that's when we played the best. Certainly the teams that you had coming up were really good quality basketball teams, but you felt good about where you guys were at. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we played a style that we felt like if we could get through the first few rounds of the playoffs and, and avoid um, 
an upset there that we had a chance to maybe surprise some people. Um, you know, in this day and age, the three-pointer is a great equalizer. We play with a lot of pace. Our defense had really come into to shape the last few games. You know, we, we give up a lot. We score a lot of points. We had given up a lot of points. Part of that's because of the pace. But in our playoff games, we gave up 50, 53, and 50. And I think in each of those games, we held our opponent under 40% field goal shooting, generated a lot of turnovers, and I just felt like we were playing with an intensity and a passion and energy that was going to make us a really difficult team to beat. And um, certainly we would have had to play extraordinarily well to keep our season going. And, and Yeah, Tosa, Tosa West got hot. They, absolutely. I, they I, made, I, I made saw a them couple changes there. You know, their, their coaching change. And they have been playing pretty well since then. Yeah, and they, I mean, they, um, no disrespect for them because they, they uh, tattooed Wisconsin Lutheran, who was a team that we were tri-champs with in our conference, and then Milwaukee Lutheran won the Woodland East, and Tosa West took care of them by 10 or 11 points. So well, we knew we had a battle on our hands, and they play in the greater metro, of course. Right. Um, their, their record was deceiving. They have nine losses, but you know, I kind of joked with our staff that six of those losses they probably had before they got off the bus. Right. Uh, Brookies, yeah. Brook Central, and Sussex. So, yeah. and they you lo- don't hang your head on those. They lost a game in Indiana. They lost a game to Marquette, and they lost a game to Falls. And that was it. So, yeah. it was going to be a battle, no doubt about it. Yeah, and that's it. You know, this is a celebration of high school sports, but Milwaukee Lutheran. I don't. Anytime you get four technicals in a game, that that's an issue. That is an issue. Do you know? I had somebody at the game, and they said, "Look, that like right near the end of the first half, Milwaukee Lutheran up seven. And the kid from Tosa West hits a shot to go down five, and a kid from Milwaukee Lutheran gets technical, so they shoot the free throws. And now they're down three, and they hit a three off a out of bounds play. It's a seven point possession. It's tied at half. I'm feeling pretty good if I'm Tosa West. Right. Going, we we're down seven. No time came off the clock, and we seven. So. You know what? That that's my rant for today. That's my rant. <laughs> okay, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know, yeah, yeah no, still time for more. Hey, as soon, if as soon as they get Drew back, he'll rant I, for I think, me. I think what Coach said is the hard part is it's the seniors. It's not like the NCAA is talking about maybe giving you know seniors another year or all that kind of stuff. These guys are done. They're done, and I think that's the hard part as a coach. It's like, you know, it does end, but. It really didn't end. You know, it was ended by something that they couldn't control. Right. Coach, did you know coming into this year that you guys had a chance to be this, as good as you, you were? And were you playing You were playing better down the stretch than you did in the middle? Yeah, I had, I had a hunch that we were going to be pretty good. Um, you know, we, we, uh, this is my third year. Our, our first two years were, were decent years. We were, I think, second and third in the conference. And so I, I knew we'd be near the top. Um, we had a lot of returning players. We made a couple – Subtle changes to our offense that I think opened things up a little bit more, um, made us have more of a dynamic threat from a lot of different directions. And so I had a hunch we'd be pretty good. We had really kind of two hiccup parts of the season. You know, we, we won seven, lost three straight. I made a bunch of changes to the lineups and during that time and was experimenting with some things. Then we won another seven. Then we lost two um, by virtue mainly of playing Pewaukee and Wisconsin Lutheran when they were playing really well and, and they just beat us. And then we had won, then we won another six games to end the season. And our seventh, uh, the, th- the the third time that we would have been going for a seven game winning streak, would have been the game against Tosta West to get to state. So we were kind of feeling like everything was coming up sevens to get to I'd, state. I'd go to Vegas. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I go to Vegas and keep hitting seven, man. Yeah. Just keep keep hitting seven. Um, senior laden team. Yeah, we have we had fourteen kids on varsity, and eight of them are seniors. Oh. Um, four really heavy. Uh, really heavy minutes. Um, oh. Two of them, uh, all conference um, players, and um, a kind of a sad individual story. You know, we—I'm a stat guy. Anybody that knows me, and we we keep track of career records and things like that. And Ben Beekle, a three-year varsity player for us, um, ended two points short of making our big board of top five all-time scoring. Oh. Yeah, make the board yeah. six, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 On, and, and even if you have to st- put a star there to say hey look here's so people say how come there's a star in his name 20 years from now say here's what happened i you know what that those those are the ones that that makes me sad this kid you know he has three points and he's up on that board for you know for a long time maybe and because of this he's not going to be able to get get there um what's your background coach how long have you been at at, at eisenhower um this is my third year here um 
I used to coach at DSHA for okay. 10 years and then uh, took a couple years off. Um, actually, in, in before I was at DSHA, I was the boys' JV coach at Eisenhower. And I've lived in the district for 20-plus years. So that, that was always kind of where I was looking to get back into coaching. And um, that's where my kids go to school. And um, they're in high school right now. So Man, did you, um, did you grow up in this area? I didn't. Um, uh, born and raised in Montana. Really? Yep. How'd you get to Wisconsin? Uh, I'm an actuary. Okay. And, uh, I'm, I'm, you are a stat guy. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I hear you boys make actuary. a lot of money. You got 20, you can borrow Collins? Or? Right, man, that's the truth. I passed the first three tests, though, as an undergrad. Did you? I did. What? And I was like, oh, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Well, what were you thinking? Well, okay, you're a good teacher. That's well, like, I can I can speak firsthand on how good of a coach Scott is. So okay. I, I had the... Uh, challenge of having to go against his DS teams when I was at Sussex Hamilton. We had some epic, epic games. How'd you um, guys do? Uh, we. I wish we would have won a few more. Uh, <laughs> but we, it, you know, it was the ultimate respect. Like when I when we took the program over, it was like all right, like DS. It was DS and Brook Central were kind of like the model programs in the conference. Right. It's like we just let's let's work as hard as we can to get to that level. And once we were able to finally like compete with them and have these great games, it felt like we really accomplished something. Um, and a lot of that had to do with his coaching. And now we're in the conference in the Woodland. It's, <laughs> and I can't get away from this guy. I got a feeling he's, he's probably already reached out, but what's the difference that he's going to... I coached two years of girls basketball at Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls the same time I was coaching a boys team, my son's team. So the difference between coaching girls and boys is it's it's a big difference. I When I came across, and I don't know if you guys will agree with this, girls came... It was very social, but they came to practice hard every day. Boys pick their spots. They'll practice hard today. They'll go in this this drill. They'll go hard. As soon as practice is over, girls, it was social again. But that practice, that hour and a half practice, they, they went hard all the time. I'm wondering what advice you would give him now that he's moving over to the boys' side. <laughs> well, first off, I don't think he needs any any advice. Um, I when Joel Klassen, who I have tremendous respect for him, he's one of the greatest coaches ever, um, you know, he's finally retiring. We're like, okay, maybe we can take a deep breath when we, when we, we play Pius. And nope, they hired Dan Carey. So uh, <laughs> just another uh, just another battle that we're going to have a couple times uh, in the conference. But yeah, you're right. I think there, there's a difference. But I think sometimes the differences are a little overblown. I think, you know, in this day and age, boys and girls are athletes. They want to be coached. They want to succeed. They want to do the best they can. I think maybe boys have a little bit more aggressive tendencies and are more likely if you if you turn your back and give them a water break for five minutes they you know might be rolling around on the ground or something right yeah. the girls might be uh, hanging out by the water fountain and not come back into the gym you know <laughs> My, um. so true. I, I, I knew i knew when i was in trouble the first the, the the calvary baptist girls program had had won like a game or two games in three years and the guy who was coaching them said i don't know anything about basketball but nobody else will do it and normally somebody says that they don't mean it. He was telling the truth. So the, after the first practice, I realized that we needed to break this down to a third or fourth grade level. And we taught an hour and a half of teaching triple threat. We're teaching how to set a screen, how to shade a screen, all things you would teach in a third and fourth grade kind of camp. And at the end of the practice, I said, does anybody have any questions? And Emily Bergeron raised her hand and said, the shirt I wear under my jersey doesn't have to be 100% cotton. <laughs> now, I, I'm i never speechless. I went, I, I, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. And yeah. I got in the car and went, man, I'm not in Kansas anymore, boys. <laughs> it was unreal. Can you stick around for a little bit? I can. Oh, good. If you can, um, we're going to get uh, Chuck Freeman on. Um, Chuck and I talked yesterday. Chuck's been around high school basketball a long time in one way or the other. And we talked about... The WIA's decision to do this, to, to pull the games, he, he wasn't happy on, on the, what they did on the girls' side, letting the buses up there. Thought they should have did done it a little bit earlier. Uh, but we're going to have a discussion with Chuck. He also said, hey, one of the best games I'd ever seen was finally like St. Mary's Springs beating Dominican when I was coaching there. <laughs> and when you're, one of your kids inbounded the ball to the wrong guy at the end of the game, well, I, I said, Wallerstein is in the fetal position right now. Thanks for bringing that up. We'll talk to Chuck Freeman on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
I'm Mike McGivern alongside Steve Collins, head basketball coach at Madison Memorial, Dan Carey, new head boys coach at Pius. And I asked uh, Scott Witt, head basketball coach at New Berlin Eisenhower, to stick around. I'm going to cut those guys loose, um, Scott and, and Dan, after the 1130 uh, segment. That last segment I want to spend with the Collins boys. And we're going to do a little uh, Dr. Phil stuff. <laughs> We're going to you know, how's your feeling? How is it playing for your dad? Stuff like that. And uh, if you've listened to the beginning of the show and part of the show, Drew Collins, the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree. He'll tell you what he's feeling. Now joined by Chuck Freeman from the morning show. Uh, Chuck and Winkler, every day here on 105.7 FM, the fan from 6 to 10. Hey, Chuck, how you doing? Doing great, man. I got a lot of feedback from when you and I were chatting yesterday about some of our uh, you know, sectional final losses, yeah, yeah. and oh. you know how we forget the, the, you know how we forget the losses, how we remember the losses worse than the victories. You know what? And and we've got uh, a guy who's man, he's been to the mountaintop, Steve Collins, a number of times, but he's had some tough losses. Steve, are you like Chuck and I, where I can tell, I can bring you to West Bend High School and show you on the floor where the kid from Mooseburg hit a shot. Oh, I, every 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 big loss, I can tell you the three or four possessions that it caused it. You know, or someone breaking up with their girlfriend the night. My point guard breaking up with his girlfriend the day before, and then they're back together two days later. All right, hold on. What was the uh, what was the song at your wedding? You don't remember that? No idea. Yeah. No you idea. You don't have... I didn't pick that. <laughs> you don't remember that. What color was the text? I have no idea. But I know that the kid from you know Madison right. followed hit a right. shot off the backboard over at this. You yeah. know, I Chuck and and thank you so much for bringing up the Fond du Lac St. Mary Springs one. That one still stings, man. I I really do appreciate that. Hey Chuck, we we've had a number of coaches, and the reason I asked Scott Witt to stick around is look. They got a call at eleven o'clock that the night after, you know, the night of beating Catholic Memorial, knowing they're going to play Tosa West with a chance to go to state. And then we had a girls' coach from DSHA. They found out when they were going up there, and they still went on the floor and and at least got a feel for what that was like. You had made a comment yesterday and said, "Look, I don't. They should have done this if they're going to do it. They should have done it earlier." My deal was, I think they went as long as they could. What's your feel? You think they, the WI should have pulled it earlier? Yeah, I think once the NBA, I think the NBA kind of sets the bar here. Once, once a professional organization like that decides it is not good to go out there and play some basketball, let's um, then everything trickles down. You know, the conference tournaments on Thursday, there's no way the Big East should have even taken the court or the ACC. Some of these tournaments were called minutes for tip-off, which... Oh. Think this is absurd. How, how did they know? Hey. Before there was going to be an NBA, why were these conference tournaments not called off? Yeah. yeah, it was like 12 minutes. I think the NBA, after they did the yeah. diagnosis, it was 12 minutes and they called it. It was crazy. Yeah. Steve, do you think, um, and Scott, I'm going to ask you this too, and Dan, do you, do, uh, so my feeling is they were doing everything they could to, to get these kids that experience. Is there any other reason why they didn't pull it that quick? In your view, anybody? I mean I, I mean, I know Madison wouldn't. I mean, Madison it was the players. That was it. There was no parents. And Madison had made the decision that, you know, East East and LaFalle had played those games in front of the the fans and the person running the camera and the officials. That was it in the gym. It was the crate. I could hear the officials making the calls. Like, get well, your hand off on the video I was watching. Yeah, I was. I was at the. Um, I was at Germantown watching Arrow and Arrowhead and, and Sussex Hamilton. And you know what it felt like for me? A varsity reserve game. <laughs> That's what it felt like for me. And you could hear. I could hear guys from across yelling at the refs and. And that's what it kind of felt like. But the game was, the second half, the game was really good. And right. so that part you kind of forget about. But it was a sectional semifinal where you're used to a line being across the street get, trying to get in the game. And that's the part that I feel bad for these guys. I do. Well, today should be today should be a great day for for, for basketball because not only are the conference tournaments, in the you have – you know, in college basketball, you would have had uh, selection Sunday. But today, you'd have the girls' state basketball. You'd have the the, the state champions decided at the oh. rush, and you'd have all the sectional finals going on today across the state for the boys. And as a fan, it is awesome if you have like an afternoon game, clock let's say at one and hey, hey, we still got a chance at four o'clock to make the game in Oshkosh at the Colf Center yeah. or seven o'clock at the Colf Center. I mean, I've seen two or three sectional finals in one day before. 
and girls regional finals and boys. I mean, this is this is too bad. I, I just wish they would have found a way, guys, to not not cancel it but postpone it. And I understand it runs into spring sports, but man, we've come so far. We've come so far into the season, and to have it canceled like this, we and this goes for college basketball too. There had to been a way where we could have figured this out, postponed the season. And played it a month from now. Scott, you're feeling on wish, that? We need a, we need we need some champions crowned here. Yeah. Well, you know what? Martin Luther's a two year champ, that's all I know. <laughs> I we're I guess we're so good they let us win it for two years. I'm just kidding, of course. <laughs> Scott, you're feeling on that? Yeah, I mean first off, I think I, I do agree that I don't think the W WIAA had any choice but to do what they did. Um, I think though that the, the public pressure and the mass hysteria and, and the other states, I think that had a lot to do with it. I think there's a huge difference between an NBA game, you know, with an international flavor, people flying all over the place, even a, a college conference tournament with a big crowd and, and, and people flying in from, from all over the country. There's a big difference between that and a local sectional game with limited attendance with maybe um, 88 people or maybe not even the parents and even in those limited attendance games, it's really a self-contained thing. Those are family members that have already, everybody's been exposed to each other anyway. And given enough time, and if, if the public pressure and the hysteria hadn't been there, I feel like maybe a solution could have been worked out where you have an accelerated timeline. Maybe you get this thing wrapped up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the next week. Um, you, you live stream the games. What you weren't going to have, though, is a state tournament experience. Clearly, that wasn't going to happen where you're going to have teams from all over the state right. coming to one spot. I actually thought when the Cole Center said that we, we couldn't have the boys tournament there, I thought maybe it actually increased the chances that we might come up with some workaround solution where you had a bunch of satellite locations and you just had a single game. But ultimately, I, mean, I understand why they did what they did. I, I just... Um, it's a it's a catch twenty two situation. You know, you hope that everything gets under control and that that we overreacted, but how are we as coaches going to feel a couple weeks from now if we look back and we say, man, like, right. we we, we could have done it or we could we, we could have yeah. just postponed this and maybe found a different way to handle it. Yeah. Hey, here's where I, here's where I disagree. See, I think the state tournament. Uh, going to the state tournament, a sectional final or a sectional semifinal, it's not only about the fifteen guys and the coaches who work their butts off all year, but I think it's about the school, it's about the community. When you see some of these these towns rally around their team in northern Wisconsin, western Wisconsin, and they all show up at the state tournament, now you're saying, hey, you know what, you can't show up. You know, you can't show up. You can't oh. show up. Hey, hey, you're going to have to cut. Hey, Chuck, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, do, you, do we have him back? No, you know what? Is it cutting off? Oh yeah, it, it really cut. We got you back now. It was uh, it was a little rough there uh, for a bit, for a bit. But Chuck, I agree with you on on, on that. Um, I I just think I think they did everything they could. And they they said they had five five different options that they were thinking, and that's where I think they were going with it. Now, when they said, "Hey, we're looking at five different options," that they were going to try to pick a location. Um, and I but, asked my AD about the postponed part. And yeah, the, and the issue is. This is, and I know all the kids are showing me the big petition that's going around. You know, it's like 35,000 signatures and stuff about postponing it. The issue is if you give them three or four weeks off, then you got to bring them back. You got to start practicing. Mm -hmm. You can't just take three weeks off and then just go play. Right. You know, there's the liability issue there that they got to get them back in shape. They got to, like, because we're not going to have school. So they're going to literally, they're not going to be in. It takes a three days for my guys to get out of shape. So, you know, it doesn't that take long? very long. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends. I, I'm sure you would have found a good way to practice. We, we would have been college. outside or something. Yeah, yeah. you would have been. You would have had some gym But someplace. I think that's the issue with the people that are saying postpone. Yes, that's what, in an ideal world, I think that's what we would have done. But I don't know if that's possible. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I think one of the so hold, hold on, Chuck. Hold on, Scott. Go ahead. I, I think one of the one other consideration that I'm sure they were dealing with is equity between boys and girls. And here you have all the girls up at a single site. They feel like that can't go on because it's too big of a risk. It wouldn't be fair to the girls to disband the girls' tournament and then continue on with the boys' tournament in some sort of limited capacity. So I, they were they were dealing with some impossible 
decisions that, that that were not going to be popular, you know, no matter what they did. Well, WIA could come out and say the sky is blue and half of the people would go, boy, oh boy, are you kidding sure. me? Where are they? Yeah. Who, some blue company's giving them money for that is what they would say, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, no matter what they did, there are going to be people that are going to rip it. I just... I give them credit for for trying, and I think that that's what they did. They tried as hard as they could because they knew the importance of the memories that these kids and these parents and these families had. So, Chuck Freeman, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the golf show. All right, guys. I'm about ready to pull into it. <laughs> you got it. That's Chuck Freeman. You can hear right, guys, him every day, 6 to 10, here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, him and uh, Bart Winkler. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to keep Scott Witt uh, for one more segment. Um, alongside Dan Carey with uh, Pius and then uh, Steve Collins. That last segment, we're going to bring Drew off the couch, talk to him a little bit about playing for his father, what that was like. Maybe we'll, you know what, maybe we'll get Steve Collins out of here so Drew will be 100%. <laughs> we'll figure that part out. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I can tell you this, Steve Collins is my co-host. One of us would get in too much trouble. Yes. Because, you know what, you almost had me going someplace on the Chuck Freeman thing that you talked about during the break that I just thought, oh, I better. That's a couple of times today, that's for sure. Hey, Scott, so what, uh, you guys have your awards banquet coming up and What's that going to be like? Yeah, that got canceled, but um, we are getting together. Um, One of our senior parents was gracious enough to uh, have an impromptu gathering. So players and coaches and parents are going to meet at a a house today. And, you know, it'll be a quasi uh, banquet for us, I guess. And and that might be it. Um, You know, our our JV and JV2 teams, we'll figure out something later for them. Um, We did meet with the team for about 45 minutes or an hour yesterday and we're able to get a little bit of closure, you know, talk about the the last game we played. And before we left, we went around the room and had every player give us some memory from the season. And I mean, we shared a lot of laughs and uh, it was, um, I felt better walking out of that, that meeting than I would have expected to with, you know, my did, emotions walking into it. How'd you sleep Thursday night? Not, Bad, huh? not well. It was very, very comparable to a season-ending loss, which yeah. um, for the people that know me, I mean, that usually puts me in a funk for, <laughs> for quite a while. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I can, and no doubt, you know, until you get that next game, you know, you get that next practice to start getting that out of your system. This thing is just done. It's just done. And that's, boy, that that is really hard. I No doubt. Dan, when are you going to start? Have you started to look at summer league opportunities and, yeah. and all the things that that yeah, yeah. changes are coming, I would think. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm reminded of that long to-do list uh, yeah. <laughs> when you take over a program. I mean, we haven't talked uh, about this. This th- might affect summer. Absolutely. Like, I, I tweeted about like what's going to happen to grassroots. I mean, I know EYBL was already canceled. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we going to be able to have a summer? Are we going to be able to get our guys in the gym? Ooh, I, I mean, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I never no, thought you, this yeah. would happen. No, you don't know. But <laughs> I, I, I think people need to take a just take a breath a second right, right. and go. Okay, you know what? Let's 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 let this play out for two weeks because maybe right. in two weeks this thing is okay. As you had on, you know, maybe it's flattened out and maybe there's some. Look, I, I'm listening to a press conference and I don't care where anybody is politically. He's got like a guy at Walmart said, "Look, a half of our parking lot is for drive-through." Guy at Target goes, "I compete with them, but here's what we're bringing to the table." Mm-hmm. Guy from Wagga, a guy from, so I think, and some people think he's a little late to the party. I whatever, he I think we're a month away from being okay. Here we go, and and NBA playoffs. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I hope they don't pull the plug like right now. They're suspended. March Madness is done. They're not doing it, and even if two weeks from now everything was good, can't do it. And those guys are those are professionals, so they're still working out. Like, right, <laughs> they'll be in shape. They could probably play tomorrow if yeah. you had, mm-hmm. wanted them to. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, some of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Wesley is. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I bet. Yeah. I I bet he. Uh, what a great addition. Oh yeah, don't you think? Yeah. 
because yeah. you know what? But what he doesn't get much credit for, and he must have learned it in college. He was playing defense. Oh yeah, he didn't learn it from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure he me. learned it in high yeah, school. I didn't even let him shoot three. That tells you what I know. You well, know, that for when we played you guys, he the first possession he tried a spin move on Jared Blood, who played AU with him, and Jared got a charge. Jared goes, "Really? I've seen that move like a hundred times." <laughs> that was at the field house, wasn't it? It was. That's a f- great place to play. It. It. You bet. And the next day, we're playing Wisconsin Dells, and they were good. And we were down like 12-2 in our freshman, Kwame Mitchell. We They took a timeout or something, and he's yelling. And the seniors are like, relax, dude. We're fine. We're fine. We'll be fine with this team. But that uh, play Memorial, that was a big deal for, for this a, group. That was a great – that was a Badger classic. Yeah, yeah, it I was. That. Yeah. I, I have it on tape. It's in my car. Oh, Again, great. If you Thanks. Want to, after the show here, we'll go back and listen <laughs> and go back and watch the, the whole thing. Hey, Dan, the uh, – the idea to have Joel retire and that he was, you know, he said, look, this is what he said to me and he said it on the air is he said, look, we're not, I'm going to retire soon, right? I was going to soon and we didn't want to lose Dan to another opportunity because we have him here and we're going to keep him here. Um, he said, and I'm feeling really good about this. I'm sure he had that conversation with you. Yeah, and his belief in me. I mean, I've I've coached with him for seven years. Um, wow, four years right out of college as his lower level, you know, JV coach, varsity assistant, and then this is my third season back with him um, as his assistant. Um, it, it's always meant so much to me. I've learned so much from him. Um, you know, he's a legend at Pius, and yeah. he always will be. Um, Are you in the building at Pius? I am. You, what what yep. do you teach there? So I actually don't teach. I work in our advancement office. So okay. I do, um, a lot of alumni relations, fundraising. It's very much a hybrid role. Um, but I have a teaching background. I taught middle school health and phi ed right out of college for seven years out in Sussex. So. Are, are you coaching uh, women's professional this, this offseason? Everything's kind of up in the air with that. I, I'm hoping to. Um, yeah. We're all just kind of on a hold right Was now. Was that a good experience? Oh, it was amazing. Was it? It was unbelievable. Um, get a chance to coach such high-level not only high level players, but high level people. Um, yeah. I learned so much from those players, and they where, where were. Where were your home games? And I should know this, but up I at, don't. Uh, up in Oshkosh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and uh, how'd you guys do? We won. Uh, we went fourteen and zero. We won the league championship. Um, so I'd say Man. it's a success. Look yeah. at that. You had to tell uh, him the Wesley story. Wesley well, was helping yeah. him coach. Yeah. Wow. So so I got to meet Wesley at a game. He came and sat courtside because he's really good friends with uh, a couple of our players, Angela Rodriguez and Gabby Ortiz. Okay. So he sat literally courtside. The, the arena is set up like an NBA arena. So I'm walking up and down the sidelines, and he's sitting behind <laughs> oh, me, man. like, you know, eating popcorn, and we're talking ball because <laughs> – uh, thankfully, the game was not close, so I was able to just kind of relax and be like, "All right, hey Wes, what do you yeah, think about this? It was the was coolest he, thing." Did he rip Great his guy. high school coach at all? Uh, he did not. No, he did not. <laughs> he, no. Co- he I, I would not be surprised <laughs> if he becomes a coach. Really? I mean, just he, what Drew can say this when he comes back, but he comes to our practices and stuff, and he jumps right in. Like, man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I've had players over the years, and I'm not going to name any of them that almost put me in the hospital, like. <laughs> The rubber room type. Have you ever had any of those guys? Oh, a few. Oh, definitely a few. <laughs> I'm not. I know one of them, and I'm not going to name him. But maybe during the break, we'll have a conversation about where that kid is at, if he's still around, or if he's still playing, stuff like that. Um, Scott, the the, the youth um, group, the youth program that you guys have in New Berlin, um, has done a nice job of feeding good athletes into West and Eisenhower. Um, how is that program set, and, and are you happy with, with uh, the direction it's going right now? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I think I'm most proud of, too, is that that our success this year was organic. You know, of our 14 kids, every kid lives in New Berlin. Um, they, I think 11 of them started playing in third and fourth grade, and then three of them joined in seventh or eighth grade. Um, not that they moved in from anywhere, but that's just when they joined, uh, when they joined the program. So... Um, we have had uh, tremendous success, um, not only during my time with the feeder program, but really we, you know, we, we owe a lot of uh, gratitude to all the people that built it before, um, Dave Scheidegger, and oh, he had man. a lot of people that helped yeah. him really established a, a great feeder program and a great tradition. Our youth director is Chris Bauer. He does a tremendous job. Um, and we've, you know, we've made some changes in the last few years to try to maintain our level of competitiveness. Um, as I look into the future, we're not blessed with a lot of size, um, and in a in a closed uh, environment like that, we kind of know what players we yep. have available to us. Um, barring any surprises, you know, for the next ten years or so, 
And so we've tried to adopt a style of play that we think is going to uh, enable us to compete at a high level. And we're trying to do things from a development perspective within our youth program. Um, but we've got a long ways to go to compete with the likes of Wisconsin Lutheran and Pewaukee, who, I mean, if I'm being honest, have a, have a, a big head start on us with where they're at uh, in their youth programs right now in terms of talent and size and everything. Hey, the years, so how many years did you take off? Between DSHA um, and- two, and I was actually coaching in both the boys and girls youth program at Eisenhower during that time. So I was kind of in the trenches seeing. And you're married with kids, obviously. Yes. Um, was your wife happy that you got back as a varsity coach? Or, and, and you might want to give Dan Carey a couple of, uh, you know, <laughs> Collins, he's he's all good. She's she's in love and she's sticking around. But, you know, I, I, that's a big time commitment. Yeah, I, th- I think especially um, – being in our home district, um, I think makes it a little bit more special. And um, my son um, is a junior, was actually on the varsity team this year, and my daughter's a freshman, so she's got some years uh, in front of her here. She was on the JV team, but you know, I can already see that's going to be tough when oh. when she gets to to at a level where maybe she's contributing at the varsity level and they're playing at the same time we are, uh, the same team we're playing, but except on a, oh, in a gym that. across town. I really dislike that. Yeah, yeah. I really don't like that. You know that you that that we do this now. Does that happen? Because the Big Eight's talking about doing that, and we were fighting it hard in our oh, Big Eight meeting. Yeah, because, it's you know, horrible. Yeah, Those like our, we, coach, our guys can't go see our girls play. That's the biggest fans. Yeah, our guys were fans for our girls, yes. and the girls are fans for. So ours. what? What we've done, um, Pewaukee and New Berlin West. More often than not, we will play double headers with those schools, right. and they're great. They're, it's a great environment. Um, you either play, you know. Sometimes we have the boys go first, so yep. um, so they're, they're, it's fair treatment there. Um, oftentimes, we find that the girls actually like going first because they get a peak crowd then at the end of their game, and they get in a close game. I mean, it's an absolutely nuts environment for them that maybe they wouldn't get get to experience yeah, in the regular a season. Point. Yeah. And then it, it does create some disruption for the lower levels because now you got to figure out you're going to play those on a different day. And But I, I think the I think the little extra little bit of effort is worth it to give um, both the boys and girls that doubleheader experience. And so we always look for opportunities to do it. And when the conference schedule comes out, we hope that the Pewaukee and the New Berlin West games are on Friday nights and not Tuesdays. Right. Dan, um, what is your wife's first name? Lydia. Does she have any idea what she's gotten she, into here? Well, we've done it once already. Hold on. So we've done that, but we also, I mean, I coached Division One for four years right. at the college level with uh, UW-Milwaukee. So um, that was, that, that's a whole nother level of commitment um, compared to even high school. But, I, I, but we know. I think the head boy's job at Pius is, the, the, you know, the, 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 there, there is a light on that one. Absolutely. And, and it's a bright light. Yeah. And there's a lot of Pius alumni that, Want to see you at you know? Want to see you in the top of the conference and be up at state and come on, we're pious and yeah. so it'll be good though. That's why she, I'm so excited. We've she, got an amazing fan base and alumni base. Lydia is a basketball fan. She is. Correct. Yeah, she coached at Oak Creek. She's. Oh, uh, there I think you she's go. the coach in the family more than uh, me. Hey, last week, or two weeks ago, we had a, we did a senior moms day, uh, night day right on the show, and I had senior players. I I invited their mom in, and Carter Gilmore from Arrowhead. Uh, He's going to Wisconsin's walk-on, and his mom is in the Hall of Fame at Platteville. And I said, I hear you're the best shooter in the family. She said, maybe not the best shooter, best scorer. And I said, look, I love my wife, but I like you right now a little bit. <laughs> for, for you to say that, and it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. This job's changed, though. From an old dog. This, it's a 24-7, 365 Man, day. It's yes. not what it used to be. And I, gave, I was coaching boys volleyball till three months ago. Trying back to back season, so I finally gave that up. Right, it's it's changed. Yes, it has. When I started, it's changed. You yeah. have to do this all year round if you want to be competitive. I agree with that, guys. Thank you so much. You know, good luck, and uh, I know we're gonna have a cup of coffee, and uh, we'll have that. Yeah, you and Absolutely. I, we'll have that, that, and uh, we'll we'll continue the conversation that we started in the in the uh, in the conference room because I want there's a few other things I want to talk to you about with with that kind of stuff. Um, thank you so much. And Scott, it's good to meet you. I really appreciate it. And again, man, I feel bad for you guys. You guys are, you know, you guys will get over it, but it's something that it's going to, it's going to stink for a bit yet. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. It's good. It's good to meet you. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break. If he's not sleeping, Drew Collins on the couch, he might be sleeping, but we're going to wake him up. We're going to get him uh, back on the mic to talk a little bit about playing for his dad. And I always look forward to stuff like that. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores.
on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores. Man, what a great show. We've gotten a lot of response to today's show. A lot of, a lot of response from people going, man, what an entertaining uh, show this has been. And, you know, we had to kind of take it that way because we could have gotten a lot of guys to cry, man. You know what? Because this is something we've never been through, and it is really difficult for a lot of people. Uh, joined in studio now with Steve Collins, head coach at Madison Memorial, his son Drew Collins, Who's played for Steve, and he's heading, uh, what's the name of the school? Middlebury. Yeah, what are you going to do there? Uh, hoop and learn. There you go. <laughs> in that order, or maybe learn and hoop. How's yeah, that? Either or. Learn yeah. and hoop. What's the campus like? Uh, it's pretty small. It's a D3 liberal arts, but it's in between two mountain ranges. Perfect. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. It yeah. is. So before we start talking, just remember who helped him paying for the tuition bills as we <laughs> hey, get going here. Hey, you know what? Oh, oh, that's just not. So here's a coaching my son, Drew, um, reading a book from a coach at Dodgeville, coaching our sons. What I figured out after reading it the second time is once we got to the kitchen table, I was his father. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you guys had that or was there any kind of buffer and, and was your mom the buffer sometimes, or how'd that work? Uh, our thing was basically, once we came into the house, unless I wanted to talk to him as a coach, it was basically just son and father. So similar, yeah. Yeah, it was we very didn't, we similar. Didn't, we, it used to be like leave the school, and then it went to the car, right. and it eventually got to home. Um, yeah. uh, and, you know, we didn't. this was, this was on my part, because I had watched enough people go through this, that I didn't, we didn't come home and watch film. We didn't come home and me critique his game. Yeah, you know, other than what a dad would have said, "Hey, you played really well." Hey, blah blah blah, like those kind of things. So I tried to really turn coach off because I wanted him to love the game. Do you know that? Do you know what I struggled with? I wanted to pick my sons. My son was a point guard. He's a pure point guard. That's what he was. He could score it a little bit, but he was the guy that would get in a gap. And if you hit two in a row, he's coming your way. Get ready. I wanted to pick his brain. What's this kid thinking? Why is he not practicing? Hard? And he's like, dude, you got to talk to him. Right. Talk to him. What are you talking to me about? The other part, he goes to Maranatha Baptist Bible College, plays Division Three there, and there are games that the gym would be packed. And my wife and I wouldn't sit next to each other, and I'd sit on the top, and he would, after the game, go, really? Are you ever going to hit a shot? Are you going to defend somebody? I go, you heard that? He goes, Dad, I'm so in tune with your voice that I can hear. And I'm wondering the same thing. I'd say so. Yeah. There were a few loud games this year that I don't think anyone else heard him, so I'd have to relay what he said <laughs> to everybody else on the court. Um, as a kid growing up in this program, you've seen some unbelievable players. Yeah. Uh, are you? Can you believe it's over? It went quick, I bet. It went a lot quicker than I thought it would. Um Especially this year. This year went by In crazy quick. Um, but it's been crazy. I remember being like the ball boy rebounding for those guys like Wesley and Jerron and them. Um, and just always wanting to be like them. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I you know I feel. Uh, I mean, he's got his picture on the. He's got his, he's he's in the he's on the wall twice, uh, holding the ball because he was ball boy when we won. Oh it. my and, goodness! And so I said you got to experience things. I mean, he's probably cut more nets down than any kid in the state. Um, so, you know, he's got to experience those things. He didn't get to do it this year, but he got to experience all of those. And those, will, like you you and I were saying, those are memories he's always going to have and yeah. we're going to have. He will always have those. And what's interesting is he, you know, he ended up going to bed those nights when he was a little kid dreaming about playing for this team in front of this crowd in that gym. And I, those four years for Matthew at, at Calvary Baptist, I was at Dominican. For the first one, we'd won back-to-back state championships, and I go to Calvary Baptist. We had sixty-seven kids in the whole school. Right. We had seven boys on the team. I call this the Caucasian invasion, right? And we just went and played everywhere. We went and played Milwaukee Hamilton. We played Science Camp. We played all of them. Right. And these kids weren't used to it. And Drew, they didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. They didn't know any different. Um, toughest part about playing for your father would be what? Um, toughest part. 
Did you get a lot of uh, people talking in the hallway? Hey, you're getting playing time. You're not. No, your dad's doing this. Dad's I doing that. I think I earned a lot of people's respect throughout the last couple of years that I didn't really get a lot of that. All right. Um, I know I got a little bit of that freshman year, but I wouldn't say there was the hardest part. I guess just like not being able to like snap back at him as much. Right. Yeah. Sometimes during practice, I just wanted to say something, but just keeping that in my head. And, I I, and so I'll go on the coach's side. There were times I saw him talking to himself, and I knew he you wanted know. to say something. I knew he wanted to. So that, you know. Hey, <laughs> can I ask you this? Because Tony Bennett came out. I had Cam Cerrone and Andy Cerrone and my son in. Mm-hmm. And Tony Bennett said I'd shoot for an extra 20 minutes after practice because I didn't want to hear what the player said about my dad. Yeah. In the locker room. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering, so you're out at the mall, you're out, uh-huh. and you, you know, and some of your boys are like, man, your dad's killing me. Is it, That was, had to be hard. Uh, it was hard. Our team was, it was a pretty well-knit team throughout the year, so there really wasn't a lot of backlash with that, honestly. Um, the only player was our point guard, but I knew our point guard. He was a junior, quick as hell. Yeah. Um, and I was close with him, so he'd sometimes just rant to me. Okay. Instead of the entire team. Which yeah. I think helped a lot, but I was able to really just swallow it. Like, thank it goodness, thank goodness, we have a seven-second. Do you button. have a seven-second? Yeah, second bitch is on that thing. We gotta watch your language, and we lose our license, young man. And you know what? He's the producer, and he'll get fired way before I do. I'll tell you, I can tell you that. Um, quick as heck, quick as a quick as a hiccup is yeah, how that point card cool. was. Um, the the idea of playing at the next level, you're you're set for that. Um, Grade wise, obviously. Grades are fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the school he's going to is like, a, I think it's like a 7% acceptance rate or something. It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, he, he, he got struck by lightning. I told him he won the lottery when he got into the school. Man, that's awesome. He won, he won have the you been on the campus? I have. My niece went there, so I've been on the campus a couple times. It's a, it's a little Ivy. It's considered yeah. really, uh, a little Ivy school. So, what's it going to be like for you? Because you guys have uh, hung out since he was three years gonna old. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be really, really, You're going to really be in a hard. house full of women. <laughs> yes. I got, yeah. Both dogs are girls, <laughs> and my daughter and my wife. Uh, the people have, I've been asked probably 100 times, am I quitting this year? I am not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's something I still love to do, and you know, I can maybe watch him on the web as if he if he makes a team and plays this year and and does any of that. But um, it's gonna be hard. It's like it's we've spent a lot of time considering he's been out. He was on my volleyball team for four straight years, and then my basketball team. So it's this it will is, be a difficult drop off in, yeah. in September. It will Man. definitely be. Uh, you know what? It, it's it's just a really look. T- Matthew went forty five minutes away. My right. daughter went to the same college. So we get through a condom walk, we're there. I mean, yeah. it's, you yeah. know, it was, it, but it was still hard. Yeah, and he's going to be a thousand miles away. Yeah. So, <laughs> it will, well, I told him there'll be a lot of FaceTime, there'll be a lot of times, and I'm sure during the season next year, I'm going to be calling him. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, because he know, he'll know the, a lot of the guys on the team. So. Are you nervous about this this new journey? Are you excited about it? You still got school. You're going to have to finish up, keep your yeah. grades up, and do. Um, I'd say I'm pretty excited. Like, I, Knew last year I did not want to go in state. Like, I'm sure I could have gotten into the UW downtown and just gone, like, 10 minutes away from my house. Um, you, but I've always wanted to go somewhere new. And You're going to miss your mama, man. You're going to miss yeah. your dad. You're going to miss. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, but what a great, I mean, I'd switch places yeah, and, with and him. The, the, the great thing about him is he, 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 he adjusts to his surroundings so well. That's one of, I think, his superpowers is, like, he just he everyone seems to like him. Every, he he can go in every kind of he can be in the AP classes, advanced classes. He can be in our locker room. He can be with every do you kid. Think, in our school. How much being a coach's son do you do you credit that? I do a little bit because you have to be you have to adjust. A you little. have to yeah. be able to take, especially on the court too. Just hearing a lot of stuff and being able to just ignore it. Too. Yeah, yeah. I think I I think that's the same and and my my son your daughters are way different or are they the same because my daughter and son are totally different. Oh, they're totally. I mean, Absolutely. Emma might be on Broadway someday. She's not going to be. She my, won't be the starting point guard, but she might be on Broadway someday. My so. daughter, we dropped her off at Maranatha. She said, "Don't call her right for thirty days." <laughs> that would I, be your sister. You know what? Yeah. And Matthew came home every weekend for four years. Right, because he wanted to get on the couch, he wanted to decompress, he wanted to pet his dog, he wanted to watch the shows, and and Katie was like, "I got to start my new life. Don't call her right." 
my my wife's crying. I'm like, all right, see ya. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty I'm all right <laughs> with that. But you're still 45 minutes away. This is going to be. Whew. I know. Yeah. I know. I might you, I might have to come on next year. You know what, yo, call, you come. Yeah. You know what, yeah, anytime, anytime. The problem is the amount of trouble you could get me in. Yeah, you, you, you know what? Yeah. During the during some of these breaks, man, I'm just telling you, it uh, it's tough, guys. I, I can't thank you enough. I, I really can't. This has been such a good show. And uh, can, are you playing that? There you go. I figure I'd play a little oh, father and son for you, a little Cat Stevens. Um, what a special bond. You know, thank you. Thank you for yeah, Thank you. I watch you on Facebook and, and how proud of him you are. And I, can, I catch some things that he doesn't. Um, the love that you guys have is phenomenal. And I, I, it's going to be hard. You come in anytime. Okay. You come in anytime. And if you need to wa- get somebody to get you away from the cliff because it's really hard, <laughs> I can be that guy All for right, you. Thank you. Man, so, young man, it's impressive how you've grown, man. And and just last time, you couldn't even look at me, barely talk yeah. to Chad over there. And every time I said something, you turned red. You did good. You and your wife did good. He's thank he's going to change. You. He's going to change the world, that kid right there. Guys, everybody that's been listening, you coaches, I, I'm sorry the stuff that's going on you'll be okay thanks a lot for listening it's been a great show mitch thank you very much this is the varsity blitz high school basketball coaches show presented by your local pick and save stores on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan i could talk i was ordered to listen now there's a way and i know that i have to go away Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.